You are listening to the Level Up Gaming Podcast, episode 162, Telling a One-Shot. In today's episode, we discuss how to tell a one-shot story. We discuss what makes a one-shot successful. We also go over all the information you will need to prepare a successful one-shot. If you'd like to participate in the discussion or leave us feedback, you can contact us at levelupyourgamingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash levelupyourgaming. If you like the content and want to hear more of the show, subscribe and we'll ensure you don't miss an episode. New episodes come out almost every Wednesday. Also, please review, tell a friend about the podcast, or share with your gaming group. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Level for Gaming Podcast. My name is Aaron, and joining me virtually once again, I've got Josh. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, a little rush for time. You know, work's been busy. How about you? Um, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, everything's going good for me over here. Uh, family's doing great. Having lots of fun. All that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I also have been a little strapped for time as well. Uh, yeah, so it's been... Uh... It, they're pretty that? busy. I don't think we've had a single week where we haven't had like something going on. I know that uh, I've missed a couple of recording sessions. So we've had to, you know, make sure we got a couple in the can. Yes. Because it's rough, man. It's rough. You always got to have something in the barrel. Uh, you know, in the gaming world, a lot of people will, uh, will have some one shots lined up. Yeah. Something short and sweet. Get yourself through the. Uh, away from the, the the long planning sessions and into something that's easy to deal with. Even if it's yeah. a, something just to buy yourself a little bit more time to write something more complex. Yeah, I love it. Hey, you think we could talk about that today? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So we're going to talk about oh, the one chat. Cool. <laughs> just this one time, Josh, okay? No, I got, I got a multi-part series on one shots. The no, intro. That's not not funny. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah. So one shots. What makes them different from uh your longer games? What makes my one shots? Different? Yeah. I write. Generally, I write epics. I write long stories, uh, big adventures. You know, multi part, multi session endeavors and uh i get around it being huge and keep my players involved by breaking them up into episodes and i think of episodes a lot like one shots in that they are a self-contained story right mm -hmm. you think about like a tv show uh, it's a self-contained story it it may exist in an overall arc uh but it has a beginning, a middle, and end. There is a goal and a resolution that occurs during that time. And a good one shot is the same way. You don't need to have it as part of a big mystery, as a as a big uh, overarching adventure or an epic or anything like that. You can just have it by itself. It can be its own thing. And it's a lot of fun that way. Mm -hmm. But keep it simple. In uh in the development world, it's uh it's kiss keep it simple, stupid. So that's yeah. uh that's that's uh, that 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 is the key to the to a good one shot. Again, you can have a lot of planning that goes into a one shot. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I just you know threw this together on the back of a napkin. Yeah, no, I in fact 
recommend not because a good one shot should be in itself, you know, uh, well designed and make your players feel like they're actually doing something and not just showing up to play uh, a couple of hours of, I don't know, Jackbox games or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's a lot of fun. But you don't need you don't need to do that to your players. Make something interesting. So what are some of the different types of like one shots that, that you know, typically work out well? Well, um, with any of the one shots, you want to make sure that you've got sort of a, a simple goal and a simple sort of theme or setting. Uh, so I've done where the players are supposed to do like get through this dungeon uh find the treasure you know here's a map here's the woods figure it out um there's the uh adventure on the high seas where they just have to make it from point a to point b while being hassled uh same thing in space obviously um the ocean and the sky are pretty much the same thing at all times um mysteries can be but they they generally have to be really you know straightforward and simple uh no no like fighting or whatnot mm -hmm. uh yeah what about you what sort of one shots have you gotten yourself into um i, I i'm i go to things that are a little bit more pointed and direct they do feel probably a little bit more railroady in the mm -hmm. in the action um they you know they can have a, a more compelling story a little bit of deepness to it there um but i find that you know one of the things that that always works well for a one shot is a you know something that's a little bit more high octane a little bit more yes. uh uh you know heavy hitting some some fast combat something that that, that kind of works its way out like through there like if you told die hard as like mm -hmm. a one shot like yeah that'd be a good one shot <laughs> that, that yeah yeah, that would be. Yeah, you, you've got to get through the tower and fight the bad guys and save everybody at Christmas. Yep. You know, that's a great time. Yeah. It is a great story. I would actually simplify Die Hard just a little bit. You don't need to have all the extra stuff. Die Hard is an excellent movie. I'm not saying you shouldn't have it, but I'm saying for a one shot, your players are never going to get through all of Die Hard in one sitting. Your, your amusement park has to be really small for your players mm -hmm. to work through it. So yep. like, and again, you want to push your players to get through there. Skip, uh, you know, we just talked, we had a whole episode on travel recently. Skip the travel. You got to hand wave through a bunch of the, a bunch of narrative, expo you have to hand wave through a bunch of things that typically bog down games and that you might do to try to elongate a game. You want to try to keep everything simple. It's, it's from event to event to event um, and nothing, uh, really yeah. nothing, nothing, too uh too complex in that regard yeah to that i'm gonna actually jump forward my notes because i think it's very important um is uh, there's a there's a term called in media res which means you're, you're starting in the action and if you are doing a one shot that is a high octane or has a bunch of action or like you know your players are infiltrating a thing and they've got to do a goal yeah it's a simple goal but your players don't need to know that at the very beginning. They can start in the thick of it. You know, you you throw them right into that first fight. They're in a fight. 
you you throw them right into that first scene where things are happening. And if you keep it simple, you've got a, a simple, easy to understand setting. They can figure out the goal right there and they can you can push the rest of the information to them as they progress, giving them more information. Um, like a, 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 a Rashomon, you know, where they keep gutting back to get more information about what's going on, uh, which can mean beautiful things like they can start planning for events without knowing what they are. Mm-hmm. And it keeps the story quick. It keeps them moving fast. Um, it, it feels like an action movie. It feels like things are happening because you're starting them off in the thick of it. You think about good action movies. They always start out with like a big action scene and then they cut back to actually tell you why. I, I love the, the this idea. This is one of my favorite ways to gather players in any game uh, is, is to start them off in the thick of action or in the middle of something that they're doing. Wave over the part where you get to know people. Wave over the part where you got to accept or decline the request. Wave over the part where you got to to figure out like okay well how are we gonna get there like just skip all that and say you're there you're doing the thing right now and you know stuff's gone gone you know ass over tin cups here i mean like this Mm -hmm. yeah you you go and you have your you know your party is out in the woods and suddenly they're woken up from the dead of sleep by an ambush of goblins and that's the start of the game and then you go back and you're like you guys all met earlier at the 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 tavern and you're like You don't have a choice. You already had accepted the quest, and we can just like skip ahead to the interesting stuff. Yeah, you're already here, or you're already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this does require, and you know, I'll go back to the beginning of my notes, uh, a setting that is easy to digest, uh, a, a goal that's easy to digest, because these things are going to need to be. Uh, quick and simple so your players can pick them up without having to think about them um i like like familiar themes you know um you said die hard die hard is familiar mm-hmm. we both know what die hard is i'm fairly certain most of our listeners know what die hard is and it is a wonderful little story about you know the joy of christmas the, the magic of of the holidays but like you can give it a twist and make it you know your own so instead of it being die hard in nakatomi plaza you have um a a gathering of nobles at the wizard's tower when you step away you know to to take a breather out on the balcony and uh demons and kobolds attack and you're the only one that isn't captured by them. You now have Die Hard in a wizard's tower. Yes, you know, it's a familiar setting, and but you give it that little twist, that little something to make it interesting. Uh, and yeah, it, it it means your players don't have to like figure out what they're supposed to do. They they're they're picking that up based off of the information you, that just exists in the world around them. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. You you use something simple, 
keep it simple, work your way through the process of it. And, uh, and then, you know, when it would, it, it, it makes the game easier. And like, I mean, no matter what you have there, as long as you kind of throw your players into the action or into the thick of things at the beginning of it, where they sort of like have no choice, they're kind of stuck doing what you sort of kick them off on the, on the path to do. Um, what's nice is that it brings up a lot of questions, you know, like, well, why did all these kobolds and goblins attack the wizard's tower? Like, like where'd they come from? And those are things that then you can make, you can take a very simple story. You can have by the end of it, when you get to the conflict resolution, you can give your players a satisfying end because there's a lot of questions that are involved with, well, why is this event or conflict happening at the moment? And, you know, even though this was simple, you know, I get, to, I, you can make something more out of it. Like it doesn't have to just be like, ha, go fight. Okay. Grab treasure, return King rewards. Congratulations. One shot over. No, you can be, you can be, well, man, that head honcho wizard. I mean, you know, he, he burned down the, <laughs> down the goblin village. Like <laughs> yeah, revenge is sweet. You know, they're they're taking revenge on him this way. Um, it could be a number of different things, but like keep your goals simple. Keep the 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 whole plan easy to digest. Um yeah, a bad guy with a clearly stated goal goes a long way to help your players identify what they need to do to defeat him. Exactly. Make it simple. Make it easy to read. Um but like, you know, give your players a bad guy give them conflict there should be some motivation to move forward yeah work You've it got, out work it out to like a final fight like work it out to a final conflict with somebody who got their way mm-hmm. and yeah. don't sorry go ahead no no, no I'm, I'm agreeing i'm just agreeing don't don't uh don't block your players too this isn't the time to stump your players with your best mysteries and puzzles and like you know intricately locked doors uh you don't want players if they're in a dungeon or something like that uh debating whether or not this trap door might be booby trapped in a way that might kill them and then they spend four hours fighting over whether or not to go through the door if the rogue has successfully sussed out that there's a trap on the other side of the door have we disarmed said trap don't don't do that. That makes for a bad game. <laughs> if it's a one shot, you don't want them spending four hours at a door. Yeah. I mean, I've would almost say don't put doors in the game, um, <laughs> which is a perfectly valid way to do things. You just make it, you know, room to room, tunnel to tunnel, um, you know, transition to transition. But the, the, the structure of your game should be very simple. It should be rise and fall. You know, you introduce the goal, you work towards the goal, you complete the goal. It's a one shot. You don't need to, you know, have like a the hero's journey. That's it's not the purpose of this. You gotta have uh bad guys with easily to suss out goals. You need to have obstacles that have solutions to them that are not, you know, esoteric. You need to avoid morally gray areas. So your players don't feel bad about what they're doing or don't feel like they have to, you know, make a, a moral decision about what they're doing, worry about their consequences. Um, give them a puff piece, a simple story. 
yes. give them something that that works. You know, it's an action movie. It's not a drama. It's not a, uh, I don't know, something that makes you feel. It's not a morality play. I like this one mm-hmm. that you have here about about the morally gray areas because this is really kind of the the. The, the truth about the one shot is you don't want your players going like, "Were this fit into my motivation too much?" Like you know, you don't you, let them let them have it. Like let let it sort of work its way out at the end of it. Um, you know, and if they do feel like if you got somebody who really really role plays up the character, this you generally with a one shot you don't want to use long term existing characters because they have strong morals or strong opinions on how to handle things and you know yada yada it's a great way to get players to get started in a game um it's a much harder thing to do uh once you have more established character tropes for each person um Mm -hmm. so you know early on when you don't when you're sort of still test driving your character and figuring it out this is a great time for that one shot that your players will do some some things that you know they might they might not do if they have developed their character more so let let them let them have that and also let them like not worry too much about what's going to go on now don't go completely outside the bounds of like the character's moral zones okay morally gray is like you won't you'll you'll rough someone up for some information okay but you're not gonna go hang outside the end the edge of the uh the wizard's tower and tell him that he's he has to give me the answer how am i supposed to get into that final room to unlock the wizard's circle yeah no don't don't no torture no jack bauer but i'm not saying that I specifically wrote morally gray and not, you know, good yeah. or evil because you can have an evil one shot. Um, I've had some real fun playing in like all goblin one shots where you are just a bunch of jerks and you're supposed to go and cause chaos and it's fun. Um, and sometimes that can be as much of a goal as you need. It's not, you know, it, it is a puff piece. It is a different type of puff piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. But again, even if you have like really kind of uh, morally right characters, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta rough someone up a little bit. Okay. Yep. To get yeah, some you gotta give, you gotta give at least options for your players to get to where they're going. And to that end, uh, I think it's very important to think about, you know, writing a flexible structure for a one shot because you are on a time budget. Okay. Like a literal time budget, because you're not going to be doing this for months and months and months. You're, this is a one, one session, if you can two at the most, like, but one session is what you want. Um, and your players don't always walk at the same speed. Um, so when you're making a story, when you're coming up with a one shot like this, you might want to have a number of scenes that you like, but that you don't need. Like you don't want to have a lot of scenes in a one shot anyway, but if you also give your players options on how they want to get to the goal, so they feel like they're, you know, they still have some agency, but it is, you know, you're going from point A to point B. I don't care if you 
go to the left or go to the right, you're getting to point B. Um, the trick is can, that all doors lead to point B. <laughs> you yes, just don't do. know it. <laughs> uh, there's no doors in my game here, Aaron. Yeah. All, all, all paths lead to point B. Uh, but you give your players options. You write some scenes that you don't have to like flesh them out. You don't have to like put all the window dressing on. That's what yes anding is for. You can outline a story. You can outline some scenes. And if you don't need them, or your players don't go that way, you know, save them for later. Use them in another game. Uh, and and I think what's really fun with a lot of one-shots you were talking about, you know, early on in a game, early on with characters, is that you can make the goal reachable. And it can still, like, lead to other adventures if your players enjoyed it it's always a great way to get people involved in a new game in a new setting in a new system or just bring new players in you know they don't have to know everything about everything because this is you know we're starting in fresh you're going to start in the thick of it you're going to have some fun you're going to do you're going to go for a to b and then you're going to be done and sort of the uh, the rudimentary role playing at its best like if you think about like if i look back to how we used to tell stories they were all one shots. They were one shots that Jared started. And if they had enough traction based on a loose amount of story that he put into the one <laughs> shot, then it turned into a much larger game for us. So like he never like planned large games. He always just kind of was like, I have a theme. I'm going to sort of throw it out here in this like one shot that might or might not end. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if the players like it, then the players keep going on and it just it becomes a bigger campaign and i've heard i think everybody's got a story from their group about like they just made characters that night just wanted to do some gaming started a game up uh and you know certain questions the players asked or maybe some actions the players did drove the gm to uh be able to come up with some more clever story players keep still wanted to keep playing those characters and then voila you've got four years of gaming at you. yeah yeah, the characters that you came up on a whim are now, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and I, I think I think uh, some of my favorite TV shows start out the same way. I had mentioned earlier X-Files. You know, you had those Monster of the Week episodes. And yeah, it, it was fun to do a Monster of the Week thing. And doing a Monster of the Week as a game, you know, it's a simple goal. Find out the monster capture the monster set the monster free whatever it is um that you know you can string a bunch of those together because they're they're fun and interesting and then suddenly you've got you know a following and that's the same way your game should be it should be simple goals it should be simple easy to understand settings give it a twist start them in the thick of it and just let them have it now, I, I remember earlier on you had a point about having, making sure the uh, the game is uh, is more lethal or, or, or more uh, high stakes, uh, yes. given, given the shortness of the game. Um, and so, I mean, when you're doing fights and stuff, uh, again, at the end of the one-shot, you want your players... It, it depends on the type of one-shot you want to tell. Okay, I, I'll, I will preface it this way. If you're going to give people pre-gen characters 
where the the stakes involved in whether or not you like the character or give any crap about the character uh, is there, then high stakes, like, you know, kill the characters, that works fine um, for the one shot. I mean, you sort of started your game in that that fashion. Um, No, I I killed everybody. Yeah. Your goal was to kill everybody. I murdered the crap out of them. Yeah. No. um, Yeah. High stakes doesn't need to be death though yes high stakes can be uh putting the whole thing on a clock you know they've got until x uh to complete the thing otherwise y will happen and um you plan for this small number of scenes a small number of fights a small number of puzzles because it is a one shot and then you can give a motivating factor to keep your players moving and if it is something as simple as, you know, making them feel like they're running out of time, you know, uh, you've got to motivate a bad guy trying to reach a goal or the same goal and you've got to stop him or you got to get there before he does. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Well, it doesn't mean that like my bad guy is running in real time and you guys are sitting around arguing about things. You move the goal as the players do. So you make them feel like they are running out of time but it's all smoke and mirrors my friend yeah again it is all smoke in a one shot most stuff is smoke <laughs> and mirrors okay <laughs> okay no we don't have time for the real stuff we're just smoke and mirrors today the, i mean like you know if you if you 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 push too hard on that wall the whole thing's gonna come collapsing down because i <laughs> forgot to to build a anything behind that fake facade <laughs> This is a cardboard wizard's towers that uh, we're having dead uh, die hard in. Um, yeah, and you can have a failure condition, any sort of failure condition that is in the game, tied to an in-game thing, but it's it's just there to keep your players moving. We're here for a good time. Yeah. Again, your your goal is to to get them to the end of it or to eat up the night's worth of time if you're going to kill the players off along the way. And I mean, again, it depends on the stakes that you want to have within the game itself. Like if it's going to be like, you know, like you said, mortal stakes or if it's just going to be, you know, a time crunch sort of thing. And I mean, the the best thing that you could possibly happen is you plan out a one shot. So let's say you're trying to use this to buy time. You plan out a one shot, your players decide to take it super slow and cautious, which kind of fight defeats the purpose of the high octane one shot thing but it gives you two game sessions that instead of one you don't have to plan for the second one because nothing's going to change from the first game session and if they're taking their time with this then you have you know that entire first time to build it up and then the second one you're already in media race where you can just like throw the full action at them because they took all the first session to get there and then You've got a planning session and an action session, and that's a fun time too. Yeah. And if your players are taking their time, it sounds like they might be interested in whatever it is. So, you know. Again, see if it leads to something else. It is a good way to do, again, because of the the nature of it, the high octane, a, a, a serious sense of camaraderie, which is, you know, kind of us versus them or us versus problem, us versus world. Um, you know, gives you this ability to make it so, you know, if it is going to 
be the precursor to a future game, this, you know, sort of gives your players motivation to work with one another. And it it, it, it is the one of the easiest gatherings you will be able to do. Um, but again, just like any other game, once you finish the one shot, once you get to the end of it, make sure that you have an ending written up for it. Just because it's a one shot doesn't mean that you have to skimp on the ending. Uh, nope. You know, just you know, give it, give it, give it its due. You gave them a great opening. You gave them great action through everything. They defeat this bad guy at the end of it, and don't fall flat right there. Like you've you've had, especially if you get really good engagement up to then. That just it feels very uh, unsatisfying. I, I can say I've I've been on the other side of that, and it, just take yep. it cinematic. Just be like, and this is what happens. You know. Don't you don't because a lot of times the the uh, the cleanup after whatever you've done uh, is sort of a lot of uh, bureaucratic stuff that you have to end up doing, and, and it's kind of boring if you had to think about role playing out like what would you do at the end of Die Hard. <laughs> no, just take a cinematic and just bring us to the yeah. end. <laughs> like and that whole the last scene of Die Hard, you know that they, they come out of the steps. Um, and they're just having, you know, that nice thing. You could throw in a little bit of cinematic where, you know, the guy bursts through with the gun and the cop that the, the guard, the town guard that was helping you from the top, from the base of the tower, you know, pulls his sword, which he hasn't done since that horrible incident several years ago and, and slays the bad guy saving the day, you know, cause it's diehard. Um, and the dad from family or, Family Matters? Was it Family Matters? I don't know. Um, Jean Valjean. Uh, or no, Jean Valjean. God, brain is messing up now. Uh, but yeah, it, you have a cinematic ending, something that ties the story together, but gives your people a happy ending or a sad ending or whatever ending you wanted from this story, but nothing like complex nothing it the rest of the story is simple keep your ending simple yes again keep it simple you know have a good outline going into this you'll have a very successful one shot game do you have anything else you want to add to this one josh reginald vel johnson that's reginald what it is john is like lemis that's lemis <laughs> yeah um it's family matters yes i'm not crazy i'm not crazy come on don't be crazy um no uh some of my favorite stories have been one shots you know it just taking a uh something that you know giving it a little twist and just throwing characters at it is just fun it's yep. a good time definitely it's fun to play it's fun fun to storytell and if you're not doing it every now and then i think you should Agreed. Agreed. That's going to wrap us up for the week. Uh, if you have any thoughts on one-shot games, how you prepare for them, how you write them, what you like to do for maybe your tropes, let us know. Level up your gaming podcast at gmail.com or facebook.com slash level up your gaming. We are also on YouTube, so go ahead and smash the like button there. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to it on your favorite podcast site. Review the podcast. Uh, recommend it to a friend. All those good things. That's going to wrap us up for the week. So for Josh, I'm Aaron. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.